0: Coming up on Podcast Unlocked, episode 404, a new Easter egg has been discovered in the Halo Infinite trailer from E3. We have it for you here. We'll show it to you. Take a listen for that. Plus, Blair Witch. Remember that game from the Xbox press conference? It's finally had some gameplay shown off, so we've got some stuff to talk about there. Plus, Doom 1, 2, and 3 re-released for Xbox One but it didn't quite go according to plan. We'll have to talk about that as well. And a whole lot more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey with you. We've got uh, a, a threesome of awesomeness. Which you know you can take that any way you want. Bam, <laughs> Destin Legare on there right. You look yeah, like you are sitting very high in that chair. Yeah, it's uh, so tall. Whoa, too far Too far down. Well, so and Mark Medina to my Hi. to my left. Hello. So Destin told me, all right, you've got to you've got to start. Pulling your weight here and producing this thing, so I'm I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you to
1: to lower yeah, your chair. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's a good note.
0: Now we've you know we're getting all moved into this awesome new studio, and yeah, I've just you've got it so kindly set up for us to be as as turnkey as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where it's not difficult, but there are just 17 steps to yeah. go through. Mm-hmm. So you've been teaching me the steps and I'm just trying to make sure I get everything right. Of course, I won't be here next week. I got, I've i got one more trip, so um, I'll forget it all yeah. and, then to, and then have to get taught again uh, next week. But for now, we're here. Uh, Miranda Sanchez is at an event. Uh, I guess we... I guess I we can say I what it was. I don't know if we can. Well, because it's the uh, the the no public nobody's thing. tweeting about it, so I don't know. Well, it ties in with a thing happening later this week that you may have already heard about. <laughs> Let's put it that way to be to be stupid and vague about it. But yep. anyway, she can't be here, and and poor Brandon Tyrell is uh Sorry, trapped. Oh, Jesus, yeah, what was that? <laughs> I bumped
1: my phone on
0: the the mics. Never do that again. Jeez, I think you yeah. just you just made the ears of our entire audience bleed. <laughs> just gut gush blood simultaneously leave my phone out of here uh brandon tyrell as he handled all of our e3 scheduling which is a it's a it's simultaneously way too much for one person Mm -hmm. but can only be done by one person because if there's more than one person involved it just inevitably gets cluttered and disastrous. So he's planning Gamescom now, mm-hmm. the next big show. As I smack my, See? my my wedding ring on this metal table, it's I'm the only good. We, we need to, we need to pad this whole thing. I think is what we need to do, just working out the kinks. I the removed the wrong mic. I should have taken out that one. And yeah, whatever. So it's it's all a disaster. <laughs> we are we're like four minutes into the show and it's already gone completely flawlessly. Wrong. Yeah, I mean, if we were professionals, we would just start over. But we're No, not, we're not doing that. No, we, it's no. actually, we have a hard out <laughs> yeah. in in about f- 53 minutes. Yeah. So we're going to press on. We've got yeah. a lot to talk about this week. Um, I want to add before we get rolling that our IGN first month of exclusive coverage on Control, that game is now T-minus 30 days away. It's actually mm-hmm. less than 30 days away because it's, what is it? It's, today's July 30th. Sure is. So yeah, it's out in 28 days. Mere days away. Mere days away. Mm-hmm. Four weeks. I guess, yeah, it's four weeks from today. Not so. even. Um, but yeah, I, I am looking forward to finally playing the entire game rather than mm-hmm. just the, the chunks I've been able to sit down with at events. But yeah, we've had a ton of exclusive coverage on that all month long from the first 13 minutes of the game to some side mission gameplay. Because unlike Alan Wake or uh, or Quantum Break, they are actual just side missions that are totally optional. They're all built in so you can take a look at some of that. And then uh, if I if I can remember, which is which is never a sure thing these days, my unfiltered for this month, because it's still July, was you're, Sam Lake. Okay. Good. What? I was like, do you remember <laughs> who do you're I remember? <laughs> it's a fair question. It's a fair question, but yeah, Sam Lake, the longtime writer and creative force at remedy uh you know he's all the all the great dialogue and and just the whole tone of max Payne and and all their games really is primarily attributed to him he's got a great team as well but yeah it was really fun to sit down with him we shot it at
3: e3 because Which seems like a million years ago
0: it does doesn't it man that it, it's that happens every year it mm-hmm. sneaks up on us it's like oh man e3 is only six weeks away yep. and then oh e3 is tomorrow mm-hmm. and then and then uh, you know e3's gone for a month and it's like uh, it feels like it was a yep. decade ago yeah and then we do it all over again mhm but it's fun it's fun stuff so uh, anyway if i remember i'm going to try to i want to put the sam lake episode on the end of the audio file for this i've gotten mostly positive feedback on, on doing that i figure You know, I've got this unlocked platform. I might as well use it to Trojan horse my other content into (laughs) people's
1: ears. Why would anybody be like, I don't like it?
0: (laughs) Well, some people do kindly. They they do subscribe to the unfiltered feed already, so they have gotten it, and so they're like, why not
1: just stop watching when the unfiltered?
0: Well, I've heard some people listen in their cars, and it's more annoying to you know try and change to another podcast when you're on the when you're on the move. But you know, hey, we're doing it, so it's happening. It's happening asterisk if i remember anyway uh, what show are we on (laughs) i don't know
3: let's do uh 404 podcast not found
0: (laughs) exactly right
1: this it's actually the show is a perfect title yeah
0: it is it is living up (laughs) to it is living up to a 404 error code at this point let's do some news for you right after this I'm I'm pressing cool buttons in front of me that's yeah. making stuff happen on the video screen. Uh, it makes It f-
1: makes the graphic come up.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm I'm like. Operating a shuttle at NASA, like they've put me in control of the. That's all it took
3: to get to the moon. These
1: little seven buttons here. We did get one fan-made bumper. Remember, I talked about it a few weeks ago. I know we got one, and I haven't. I think there was a
0: second one that came through while I I was. I got to check
1: them out and get them in the thing. Thank you guys for sending those in. If you wanted to make a transition for us, just for fun, we'll feature it. We'll give you credit, and uh, yeah, just sort of like a a little thing to try on. You're in charge of that, though. I'm not. Yeah, I gotta. I gotta. (laughs) uh,
0: Set all that unlock at IGN.com is the place to send those, and then I can forward them Destin's way from there. But let's start with the most interesting, I think, item of the past week. There was an Easter egg hiding in the Halo Infinite E3 trailer. Mm-hmm. Mark, you said it feels like it's been forever since E3. Right. Well, it took forever in, in those yeah. terms, and a, and a, a keen-eyed uh, Halo fan has discovered— what that easter
3: egg that usually was in there. usually that stuff doesn't take so long to find
0: yeah that 343 hit it really well so mm-hmm. uh, it was a a QR code hidden there was some sort of red garbled stuff that pops up at one point yeah. and it, this 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 guy he he basically just used i think frame grabs and and pieced it all together and it turns out it pieces together into a QR code now the credit goes to If I'm, I have no idea if I'm pronouncing this right. I'm going to give it a go. Zepyal, X E P Y A L. No, uh, no other name. uh, No other like birth certificate, driver's license name (laughs) given on the Twitter account. I'm going with that name. Um, But yeah, and also I want to give a quick tip of the hat to unlocked listener Curtis Zinger, as well as usgamer.net who. Curtis flagged it for me on Twitter, and usgamernet.net had, had rep first reported this that I could see.
1: We have some old IGN friends over at US.G: right? We sure right? do. Yeah. yeah. We sure Miss do. Guys. We've,
0: got, we've got friends everywhere. That's yeah. the nice part. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you scan that QR code, you're probably wondering what the heck happens. Well, it takes you to an audio file featuring a familiar voice. Let's play that audio file right now.
4: On oh, God, this, this, this this is, this part, is of part of me. I don't know why I don't know how, but it
0: is me. Okay, Destin, you know who that is. It's Cortana. Yes, Mm -hmm. the inimitable Jen Taylor, yeah, voice actress, uh, longtime voice of Cortana. So uh, you guys both heard this. Mm
1: -hmm. What What do we think is going on there? Well, obviously, she's not gone. I think they're letting us know that, yes, she is going to be part of the Halo Infinite experience. Mm-hmm. I have two thoughts here on this. yes. So either the UNSC has created a new Cortana AI. Oh, okay. I and like, like that like, theory. And like they're going to give that to Master Chief or they've given it to some of the other Spartans. Yeah. Alternatively, the, the Cortana in Halo 5, she didn't die. She's still like around right but she's real messed up mm-hmm. yeah she's like crazy she's like way past rampancy Ramp- yeah.
0: and and yeah, it's kind very of going nuts. very far past yeah. her seven-year life expectancy as mm-hmm. an ai so,
1: so i'm wondering because we hear physical footsteps if she has somehow taken over a, a body of some sort mm-hmm. and is able to actually physically walk around or if those are uh just manifestations she's created right using her ai abilities mm-hmm.
3: boy what do you think mark I don't know i don't know <laughs> it's 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 uh i think the easter egg's super cool i like stuff like that uh what are they called like args or whatever where it's like yeah these like, like the little, i love like, bees thing like and these like hunts people find yeah what the actual things about who knows because who knows what even halo infinite is about <laughs> well that's like, the fun part we don't know right that. exactly um but uh i think the code is super cool i i like that kind of stuff
0: yeah i mean well you kind of touched on it like what what Halo Infinite is about. And and that, I wonder, you know, if this is sort of our first hint at, mm. uh, let's, you know, I know we've, I don't want to sort of dig up old skeletons here, but the Halo 5 story was
1: horrible. It was we, we did not enjoy the Halo 5 story was, that much. It was real bad. I, and I go back once in a while and I try and play through that blue team mission. And uh, like that mission's fairly fun because it's like Master Chief and the crew, but I don't feel like they... Did the justice that that crew deserved?
0: Starring Master Chief,
1: yeah, his friend and, Fred, and Linda, and Kelly. I, I don't, I don't want to be a negative, <laughs> negative, constant voice about Halo Five. <laughs> I obviously did not like Spartan Locke. Spartan Locke is oh, you, you and Locke, yeah, you and Locke have a long history yeah. of mm-hmm. not um, liking each other. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Uh, for me, the story of Halo Five is a breakup story, like. They've drifted apart as characters. You know, she's gone, obviously, a, a, a different direction. And there's still, like, something there. He still cares about her. She still seems to care about him. But they're definitely broken up. Like, it's right. not happening again. And I think Infinite, with a new Cortana, could open up to, like, the new girlfriend sort oh. of story. I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll like, tell you. I, I think it's all um, uh, a metaphor for relationships.
0: That's, I mean, some people, I can see people in our audience that might be Potentially be chuckling at what you're talking about right now, but I actually I think you could really be onto something with the idea of a new Cortana. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that theory, and and if this one is somehow trying to uh, reckon with what the old one did, maybe you know she's she's sort of learned about what happened to the old Cortana somehow from you know through just interfacing into the the UNSC you know, net. and Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like that, th- that theory a lot. They, uh She even says in one of the games, she's like, you know, they'll make a new one. Hmm.
0: You know, mm-hmm. They'll
1: give you a new one. So yeah, like, they've been foreshadowing that for a long time. Right. And to me, it's just a super intriguing story, this relationship. And like, I, I know I use real life dating, but like the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana is so fantastic in the way that it has changed over the years because it's very much, you know, like he cares about her. She cares about him. They, they protect each other later. they're a fantastic team and what happens when that is fractured and destroyed and that trust is no longer intact yeah
0: and and for me yeah. you're, what you're talking about is exactly what i think is at the heart of Halo 4 which is the re- reason i love Halo 4's story so yeah. much is cuz it is about them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, it's it's such a personal master chief story and his you know, in his relationship with her and, and how when she's lost and he's just he's just out there looking for. Her. And mm-hmm. um yeah, I always thought Halo 4's campaign never got enough credit. But um yeah the reason I brought up Halo 5 is to say that I wonder this if this Easter egg, this voice sample from Cortana is our first sort of suggestion that 343 is gonna is putting in some serious work into kind of undoing the the, the badness mm-hmm. of Halo 5 story and to put us you know put us back on a on a really cool you know Halo 1 through 4 kind of level of a
3: story I, I think they know that it's like Call of Duty most people play it for like the multiplayer and, and those type of games like it's like multiplayer centric and it's like with Halo 5 they know that they have this like it's like kind of the opposite where it's like so many people play those campaigns that they can't just sleep on it and make a really good multiplayer. Because Halo Infinite, the, the multiplayer is excellent in five. Oh, right. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. We've and I think that I and I think Infinite will be the same way. I think it'll have a really good multiplayer. But there's like they know that they have to like make yeah. a really really good single player. People yeah. expect it. Where it's like with Call of Duty, you're just kind of like, okay, this is a fine single player.
0: Yeah, it's uh, you you hit on a really good point, Mark. I. Uh, I feel like I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast before, but I know we've talked about it in the office where I feel like Halo is the last major first person shooter franchise where fans care as much about (laughs) they're as invested in the campaign as they are in the multiplayer. Because you name a big first person shooter series that's been going for a little while and people tend to. Medal of Honor. So,
2: that, that's oh, still around, yeah. Destin. That's Sorry. still around.
0: But even that, okay. Most people cared about the the campaign. Yeah. I would say yeah. in Medal of Honor, it was never a huge multiplayer series. But yeah, it's it's it tends to be one or the other, and it's that's part of what the, I think the reason Halo has always been so beloved, even if people don't consciously realize it, is mm-hmm. that they are super invested. We are super invested and care about both which is why 5 was such a tremendous letdown and i think 4 uh was a letdown for a lot of people in the multiplayer department so they kind of switched 4 you know was maybe a multiplayer letdown 5 was definitely a campaign letdown so yeah i hope you're right mark i hope infinite can can bring both back up to legendary standards yeah. i think it helps that
3: uh you know Obviously, every Halo story is is just you know it's just a sequel to the one before it. Where something like Call of Duty or Battlefield One, it's like every campaign is just kind of its own thing, right? Like Call of Duty has like sequels, but you know Black Ops Three is a continuation of Black Ops Two, but They're that just, was three it's years. It's like a serialized ago. television. Show, yeah, right? yeah, it's like just every year the campaigns, and a lot of those campaigns are like World War II is just a standalone start to finish story. Yeah, where with Halo, it's been going since the original Xbox. That story is still being told with these new games, and so and yeah. because they don't come out very often, <laughs> you want it to be good.
0: Yeah,
1: so very cool Easter egg. Hat I, tip to stuck for infinite. I want to yeah. go watch our movie for Halo Five again because, uh, yeah, like the gameplay portions of, of Halo Five are totally fine. Oh, sure, uh, it plays it, great. It, it's the it's just the the story, and I I kind of want to remember where that left off because I know like you know. Uh, who who was the other Spartan voiced by the the famous voice actor? Well, Nolan no, they North. recast him. Remember, but like, Nolan Nolan North played the character. Bit. God, what was his name? Is Nolan Nathan, Nathan Nolan Nathan North. Nathan Fillion is in the game. Oh, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, Nathan Fillion played. What's well, that character in, his in his Spartan? Name. He Oh, Spartan. in
0: Odst, yeah,
1: Buck. Buck. Well, he's, and yeah, he's one he's also, of, and he's, he's on, on Blue team. On yeah, Halo Halo God, team. Yeah, or not Blue Team. He's on Osiris. Osiris. Yeah, and I was really curious with how he left off the in Halo 5 because he seems really uh uninterested in what Locke was chasing after and Locke sort of kinda seems to be coming a little bit more over to Master Chief's side. It seems like they fall into a more of a gray area where that story left off. And I would like to just get a refresher and watch the movie again over on IGN that we made back in the day. Just stitching together all the cutscenes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do. It I've been watching more of those to like get a refresher of like what happened in the game and I'll I'll skip parts that are filler, you know. Yeah. I mean, you you're forgiven for the for doing so
0: cuz it it's been 4 years now yeah. since 5 and by the time Infinite I through ships
1: I that campaign like 4 times. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, but, an Infinite what will probably come out next year.
1: I mean, it is yeah,
0: it's so then know, it's day
3: 1 with the right, Scarlet, right. so, it'll be, so it'll be 5
0: years. 5 years between uh 5 and uh Infinite. So, all right, we'll be keeping our close eye of course on all things Halo. Now speaking of Cortana, the Xbox dashboard is getting another refresh. But this time Cortana will not be coming yeah. along for the ride. She Speaking of breakups, the Xbox
1: <laughs> dashboard is also breaking up with Cortana. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean it makes a ton of sense, right? Like Connect gone. There's no sort of simple built-in way to mm-hmm. to do the voice stuff. So Microsoft explained that the company intends to shift shift voiced assistant elements, if I can speak, my goodness, away from on console and into the cloud. That means that while you can still use voice commands to control your console, you'll talk to Cortana via a smart device, such as an Alexa product with the Cortana skill, or a mobile device with an app, rather than your Xbox headset, or obviously there's no, you're not going to be hooking up a Kinect at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, In addition to the changes in Cortana functionality, the twist elements from the top of the screen have been removed and replaced with a row of shortcuts to games. There's also more room for recently played game tiles to appear. Uh, Microsoft explains that the redesigned home screen is all in aid of creating a, quote, seamless experience for you to navigate your console. The new design will be available uh, this week to Insider members who are part of the Alpha and Alpha skip ahead rings. Some of our listeners have
1: gotten this already, yeah. and mm-hmm. they, they've tweeted at me saying I am stoked for this dashboard. Excellent. I love hearing that
0: feedback already, and it will it will roll out to all users in the fall. Now I'm old enough Destin to remember back when the the, three, the 360 uh dashboard updates when they would they were those updates just came twice a year. There was the mm-hmm. fall update mm-hmm. and the spring update and they bundled a ton of new features and oftentimes a new look into each one. Now we're so lucky we get more, you know, smaller iterative updates very frequently and then mm. every now and again something like this where it's a full,
1: you know, interface redesign. Uh I kind of like where the dashboard's at. It's still laggy for me, even with the X. Uh, Mm -hmm. My biggest piece of feedback for the Xbox team, if they are listening, when I go to buy a game, you... It brings up a full black screen and then the ESRB logo plays because they they throw a trailer at you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying because it like lags out. And I, I'm like, I just want to buy this. <laughs> I've like, already sold. You don't need to sell the trailer. And then like you got to kind of scroll down. I feel like that that interface is a little clunky. It would be great if the trailer played in the corner and I could still access the, the buttons and such. And if I wanna watch that trailer in full screen, I'm given that choice. Anytime Windows does this a lot, too, it's just a general Windows thing. It'll yeah. take control away from you. Like, Mark, mm-hmm. when you open Premiere and you're in Chrome or something and you're like, type, 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 Premiere opens. Oh, right, your right. Your keyboard's now in yep. Premiere. It's yep. like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't take <laughs> control away from the user. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's good feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's definitely.
3: We've had idea. we've had stuff like that on our own website where it's like videos would autoplay and yeah, it's like, where's that sound coming from? and Yeah. <laughs> Why am I lagging? <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. yeah. So we have internal conversations about
1: that, and then we're like, "How can we implement this mm-hmm. better?" Mm-hmm. We start the muted. That's but it's it. you know it's fair
0: too to again we're we're in summer of 2019, mm-hmm. so we're coming up on six years yep. since the Xbox One launched. It, it, a tip of the hat must be given to the Xbox team that that is responsible for the dashboard because again. If you've been listening to us for a while and or you've been an Xbox fan for a while, uh, you may remember what the dashboard was like when the console launched Mm -hmm. in November of 2013. It was not great. It really, and we talked about it on the podcast, it felt like a step backwards. It was slower. Literally everything was an app, Mm -hmm. even Mm achievements. So when an achievement popped... And you wanted to look at it, it would la- it would basically s- take you out of your game and launch into the app, uh, the achievements app. Mm-hmm. I'm Supremely to- annoying. It was horrible. Uh, it was also slow because it was pinging a server every t- for everything it, it did. It looked like there was like, like a DNS workaround where if you changed your DNS to a Google DNS, it would sp- it would speed it up a little bit. But it was just. Not a great experience, especially coming off of 360.
3: It looked like the. Th- it looked like they tried to mimic the 361, not the blades, but the most recent 361. Yeah. If you go back and look, like it kind of looks like that, but with just too much going on. Yeah. Fr- Fran Mirabella did the review for the launch
1: Xbox. Oh, I-, I remember that. And I did a dashboard yes. tour. Of, uh, of it. I did all these these Xbox videos for launch. I was super stoked for the launch. Oh yeah, I remember you filled up the hard
0: drive to see how many games yep. could fit on it. Yeah, I remember we, you doing that. We did all these. Oh my god, we can do
3: that now, but it would be like one. Red Dead and be yeah. Oh my god, it launched in
1: 2013. That's what I said. Yeah, November 2013. <laughs> I was looking for. No, like, I know you were like looking dashboard. that up. Yeah.
3: November 22nd. Uh, yeah. okay. You looking, uh, yeah. looking at some uh, Well, dashboard? I can tell
1: you when a review came out. November 27th yeah, we got it up quickly.: Fram Arabella III. Yeah. yeah um, the dash. But yeah, yeah so it was a bunch of squares at launch, like Windows mm-hmm. tablets, basically.:
0: Hey, show me real quick. just I know our listeners can't see it,
1: but, oh, just refresh dude, my memory. To, it's hard to <laughs> get there. It's great radio.
0: Oh yeah. oh, that's my yeah. console.: <laughs> Yeah,. I yeah. so
1: probably used your <laughs> console because we got like one.
0: Right? Yeah, because it was it was in my possession. Mm-hmm. But yep, it's, uh, it has come a long long way yeah i watched that, that video
3: yesterday yeah, yeah it, the, it, it was, it was, was the Met,
0: it. it was the metro thing
3: that was well, the, 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 thing the, the windows is, is metro that's what windows 10 when windows 10 first came out that's mm-hmm. what it was was just
0: tiles well, and that was part of the problem was they they thought well we'll just unify this but it's yep. like well in reality
3: metro doesn't work well on a console mm-hmm. well and even with windows 10 they're like okay people want a start bar they don't want this because remember back in those days yep. it was you hit you hit the windows key and all those tiles that's right out. I barely even remember right. that now. And now the tiles are in the start menu, but now even those are kind of gone. So the point gone. is to say uh the Xbox a spot, app yeah. team, yeah. They, I mean they've they've brought it a long
0: long way mm-hmm. in that time and they and this this new update here uh looks, you know, Cortana free though it may be. It's it's faster, it's cleaner. There's a lot to
1: like about it for so far. I would say there has never been an update that made it worse. Always, other than the 360 to Xbox One.
0: Well, (laughs) the the launch Xbox One from a from the most updated 360 Xbox One. Only (laughs) it's only gotten better since launch. Yeah, no, for sure. You're absolutely right about. I
3: wonder what like PS Five is going to look like. Only only because PS Four still has the exact same. Yeah, they they have not evolved. They're like they're like here's some you can do folders and you can do stuff like that. But there's been no like. It still looks the same. And it's, I wonder
1: if Scarlet's going to change. I think Scarlet would mm-hmm. keep it. Like, I don't think they'll evolve too much. Or maybe we'll get a new version of the dashboard that we've been familiar mm-hmm. with.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting question because of the, you know, blurring of console generational lines, particularly mm-hmm. on the Microsoft side. If, yeah. Yeah, if they'll really have a, a – if it'll just be the exact
3: same dashboard. Yeah. Honestly, I, it, I think, it wouldn't yes, surprise so me. It wouldn't surprise me if I, if I turned on PlayStation 5 or or Scarlet. And it's just the exact same dashboard. Yeah, because because they're also
1: using backwards compatible. Because
3: they're all backwards compatible, so it's True. Like, it's it's almost like they don't, except for the hardware upgrades. They don't want you feeling like you're on something. Like I don't know, that's so it's I'm very gonna, strange.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down a small lunch wager if anyone wants to take it. I, yes, th- all right. I'm <laughs> so I do think I think Scarlet will have a different interface than. Xbox One because I, I think you're buying a $500 new console. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Microsoft will want it to feel new and different and no. and fresh. So I it, I, th- I it, think they'll have a, something new. It could just emulate the old one. Uh, yeah, I'll go with no. Then just okay, good. No All matter right. what we get. Lunch. I'm either way. We're yeah, we're getting some in and out burger. But I look forward
3: to Destin buying in about a year and uh, less than a year and a half, like a year and. I've know. never been to the in and out here. What really? Like I've never. No one's ever taken me.
1: Oh, and look at Mark. Can you can you eat that much?
3: Not really.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's besides the point. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Mark's on a a diet restriction, so
3: yeah, whether a physical one, whether I want to be or not, (laughs) right? But well, we can still go. That's true. We can still do that. I can eat some French fries. Get them well done. That's my pro Whatever tip you, for, I'll help you out, Mark. I got I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been to <laughs> In and Out in a long, long time. There's we one, went once. Yeah, I, we that's went. the last time I went, was with you in San Ramon or something like that, like we, four years ago. We, we did the In-N-Out Krispy Kreme, doubled it. Oh, yes. man. That's, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that yeah. was in Concord because yeah. the In-N-Out <laughs> is right next to the Krispy Kreme, and the yeah. Krispy Kreme light was on. Yeah. Well, and well, I'm so, like, well, now we, we got to go. go. So yeah. is
0: the, the closest one to us is the same
3: thing. It's Krispy Kreme, the one in Daily City. Daily City. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's the one I've never been to.
1: <laughs> I've heard rumors that if you get Krispy Kreme, they will make a hamburger with Krispy Kreme donuts. At In-N-Out,
0: that's oh my so goodness! Weird. I don't no, convert. I don't need that in my <laughs> life. That's 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 too much. That's too much. <laughs> sure. All right. Anyway, um, let's move on from Burger Cast here <laughs> to Blair Witch. Yeah. Uh, from burgers to witches. Gameplay of Blair Witch has has finally been shown. You know, I've I think we've kind of mentioned this here and there since its announcement at E3, but uh, this was a surprise at E3. Oh, there's a Blair Witch game. It's Bloober Team. Who has a a good history, a good pretty good track record, but and the, and the game was announced at E3, so in mid June for an August thirtieth release date. That's quick, very fast. Uh, they didn't show it at E3; they weren't showing it behind closed doors or on the show floor. But now uh, they've finally started to to crack open the the safe a little bit and and give people a peek inside. A gameplay trailer has been released, confirming uh, a few things. Number one, it's totally set in the 90s i love the 90s aesthetic if you watch the gameplay trailer on ign or on, or our, our youtube page you can see there's a you know nokia 5100 style so, uh, cell phone with just like you know just the super basic just the bars on the left and right side for for your signal and your battery life and it like it it, it took me back to my very first cell phone the 90s yeah um so that looks cool and then it is a first person game mm-hmm you know, some people replied to my tweet about that, and they're like, "Well, yeah, the trailer was in first person, sort of. The trailer kind of cut back and forth
1: between some third person stuff with the dog." Yeah, we we were wondering if you were going to use the Outlast camera with the camera. You yeah, know, yeah, kept yeah, bringing that up, like, how is that going to function with the whole thing? And uh, we kind of got our answer with this this yeah. gameplay trailer. So
0: it is all first person. It uses found footage stuff in there, camcorder stuff, and uh, I really liked. The fact that there not only is, so your dog, uh, your dog's name is Bullet, and you can give him, there, there is a command wheel for Bullet, mm-hmm. so you can tell him to come back to you, you can tell him to, like, go check stuff out. There are five commands for, for Bullet, so it, this is already, I'm already, like, I'm not normally a big, uh, scary game guy, but mm-hmm. it's it's got a cool German
1: Shepherd in it, and I think I have to play it. Mm-hmm. He's He's a... Either dog meat from Fallout, like think, mm-hmm. think that control wheel, or the dog from Fable, basically, yeah. right? Like, hey, go d- dig up treasure.
0: Yeah, I think the the Fable dog only had like maybe two commands. Yeah, kind of like there was I think there was just you know heal, just come back to you, oh, really? and, and kind of go out, and mm-hmm. you could have him. I he could dig up stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, he, he could. could
1: go. He could go sniff stuff out. But so the dog brings you tapes that it finds, <laughs> which is totally realistic. <laughs> oh, uh, it's so scary. Go find the tape, boy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, I the game this another one like Control. So this game is out in exactly one month from today, August thirtieth. Today is July thirtieth, so uh, it will not be long. And I hope it turns out well. You know the the gameplay trailer gave me some optimism, but we have yet to play it, mm-hmm. so we shall see. Next, this one's near and dear to my heart, Doom. Uh, I'm Doom is my the original Doom is my desert island game. Gun to my head, Ryan, you got one game for the rest of your life. What is it? It's the original Doom. I've played it a million times. I could play it a million more. Uh, it's it's just it's so brilliantly designed. It, Doom invented Deathmatch, and I think Doom Deathmatch is still fun. Mm-hmm. I, I have a blast with it whenever I get a chance. I saw, and, you,
1: I saw you tweet that you downloaded it like, <laughs> yeah. immediately. Oh, yeah. So it
0: there, there was a uh, QuakeCon happened mm-hmm. this past week, and... Mm-hmm wasn't really a lot of news out of it per se other than this it's so you know bethesda is making a big deal out of doom this year not only because doom eternal is out in november but because this is the 25th anniversary year of the original doom which came out in december of 1993 so we're sort of in (laughs) just finishing that window of of 25 years uh, officially and yeah they went ahead and re-released Doom 1 2 and 3 on all platforms including Xbox 1 uh one of those platforms was Switch so i download i i went ahead and bought Doom 1 and 2 on Switch so that mm. i could i could have them easily and portably anywhere i went with with actual you know buttons and controls as opposed to a, a, yeah. a mobile phone so i was i was uh, more than happy to do that 5 dollars just felt like a fair price more than that i would have been like "Eh, i don't think i'm gonna pay i don't think i'm gonna pay twenty dollars for doom one and two but but ten for both of them okay five each that's like what you would pay if you got
1: them on your phone
0: yeah pretty much Mm -hmm. uh so it is they did also re-release it for xbox one uh doom one and two had been out and then doom three i think had a it did have a remaster some point along the way, anyway. That the, was
1: the Xbox on 360. OG. Yeah. Was it 360? Yeah. I think they had an OG version and a 360 version. Or no, Doom, you're talking Doom three. Th- talking Doom three. Like yeah, yeah. Doom when they brought it back back in the day, and they had like the steel case, and like it was all graphically intensive. It was like a good game to test out your graphics card. Oh, you, wait. You mean the most recent
0: Doom or no? What are we talking about? Because <laughs> there was Doom. Doom three was from
1: 2003 or four. Yeah, and then Doom, Doom 2016. Yeah, so I'm Doom. talking about Doom 3. Then I think they had a, a standard Xbox version. You're right about and, that, and a 360. Version. Yeah,
0: it, it actually it was a really excellent port to the original Xbox. Like it it retained a lot of, you know, because that Doom 3 at the time was a very technically intensive. Like it was a it was a powerful game uh, it was like tech-wise. that
1: game in crisis were what you threw in your pc to test yeah. it out like can it handle the shadows can it handle all these lighting effects right
0: yeah but anyway so all doom one two and three mm-hmm. are are out on xbox one now so that must be great you just uh you
1: know you boot it up on your switch you just play yeah um sort or of. do you <laughs> <laughs> send you up there is yeah well, thank you up.
0: so the the nostalgia party had had the punch ball spiked <laughs> just a just an unforced error here by bethesda
3: who wrote that for you
0: <laughs> you, th- you think the show has writers god if i could if if i could get brian and max to write unlocked for me it would be it'd be, so, it'd be so good but no that
3: your party had its punch bowl spiked <laughs> that's did you go <laughs> <reserve> <laughs> me.
0: i like you you can stay uh and no it's so you got a 25 year old game in the form of the original doom and to, to play Doom, a 25-year-old game, again, just to – I want to reiterate how old this game is and how many platforms – it's been on, like, almost literally every It's, it's ever. Well, that's, ever. that's
3: the – if you're not talking about Skyrim, you're talking about Doom. Yeah, the fact that Doom is on everything. Everything. So for
0: whatever reason, Bethesda said, well, we're going to put in a – we're going to require a Bethesda Net login mm. for this so that uh <laughs> it's on, on a 25 year old game it was just get, get out of town guys it was <laughs> it's silly i mean the the internet was obviously not happy and i i don't blame them i mean for me I, I remember i so when i downloaded it and and that came up unexpectedly i'm like what the hell is this i don't really want to give you my email address and i just looked for i was trying to like b yeah. button my way through it just yeah skip just get out of this and then it Just wasn't there, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, fine, just have my email, whatever. (laughs) You, you're just gonna mark it to me. I don't, you already do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I I was annoyed, but otherwise, whatever. I put it in, but
1: but yeah, I mean, I gotta throw the red key card at them on this one. Yes, (laughs) this is good. This is a good episode. (laughs) It's, yeah, no, it's, no, for real. How does this get past like QA? It's tough. It well, it's, it's like they, no,
0: but it's not even a QA thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a design thing. It's uh-huh. a, it's a whoever's running this project thinking
1: like that people aren't going to be annoyed by that. Yeah, it's doom, you guys. Like, right? Come on, OG StarCraft. So like, just they just let you play it basically.
0: Yeah. So well, actually, uh, I don't
1: want to. Don't quote me on that. I don't. Know. <laughs> Bethesda did.
0: Did uh, tweak it. They said the Bethesda Net login requirement was included for the Slayers Club to reward members for playing the classic Doom games. The login should be optional, and we are working on changing the requirement to be optional. Now we will update everyone
3: when a fix is ready. Darn right, it should be red it, key card. Right? <laughs> it's one. It's one of those things where it's like on PC you already got to deal with that. You know, having a million different launchers for yeah. every little thing. But I remember, I think it was Assassin's Creed Four was one of the one of the first times that I can remember putting a game in a console and it being like, sign into your UPlay account. I'm like, no, thank you, because yeah. that that was a game that it's very strange um, that every time you finished a mission it wanted you to rate that mission. Did you enjoy oh, this yeah. mission?
0: That's right. Send yeah. your
3: feedback. And I'm like, like all I did was kill a guy. you like, get away from me with this. <laughs> and so it's really tough to, like, log into something. It it, But most of that stuff is optional. You log into Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like, you play. You're like, nope. Uh, so then, yeah, to have Switch be like, yeah, well, you need to log into your – I'm like, uh, no, it's yeah, I, or any console, you know. This, this
0: they
1: re-released it for everything, but Roblox like that hurt me plenty. Yes,
3: <laughs> that's also from this is, the Doom game.
1: Yeah, they get it. Mark, gets it.
3: <laughs> that's the that's oh, the man. medium difficulty mode. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. the if you're
0: playing on a lower difficulty than that, <laughs> now get out.
3: Yep. Have you seen the the, the Wolfenstein? Uh, when you're picking your difficulty, if you the the more you go, like he gets all like BJ Blasterwoods gets all like yeah tough. But if you go to the more like easier mode, he gets like a pacifier. Like that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's good. I like that.
0: Um, so you know, I. I have no intention of rebuying on Xbox 1 because I'd rather have them portably on the Switch. I have it on
1: the 360 already. So I think it's it works on the I line. think I have it. You do, it was, yeah. but when so when Bethesda
0: dropped this this re-release, some people checked that uh that yeah. owned it on 360, they cuz it's backwards compatible. One mm. Doom 1 and 2, mm-hmm. 3 didn't really, but Doom 1 yeah, and 2 it's fine. Uh, were backward compatible. They released as Xbox Live Arcade games, which made me very happy back in the three sixty yeah. days. Uh, but people found that that, uh, that that it was accidentally delisted. So the it really made Bethesda look mm. extra bad because then it was like
3: oh you taking have taking away the old ones so right. You so you have to buy, buy
1: it again yeah. on uh, on Xbox great. One. But you know what else was delisted? The Ultimate Alliance games. Were those, oh. those were available on Steam and Xbox. Well, that are gone now that, because
3: that's, because that's, that's part of the 3. Activision thing. Yeah, right? That's I think a licensing you, issue. You, you can't get any like the Wolverine game. People like uh, the or or old yeah, Raven, the old yeah, Origins, uh, the old Spider-Man games, uh, like, like Shattered Dimensions.
1: That's an Activision I think all
3: those and and, enough, like, and like and like the movie yeah. tie-ins, the Amazing Spider-Man. That right? People actually kind of like those games. Those yeah. games were actually decent. Like you just cannot find them. I think it happened with a lot of Sonic games too for a different mm. type of deal where mm. it's like really hard to find certain Sonic yeah, games. Yeah, that there's
0: a good, maybe a decent reason for. This, there was not. So uh, yeah. our IGN news team reached out to Bethesda after you know people started complaining, uh, rightfully so, on, on forums. Jonathan Norma said, what up with this, bro? Yeah, basically. And Todd and, Howard was like, what? <laughs> what's, up, what's man? up, man? I don't think it was Todd, but Bethesda told us players who own and previously installed the Xbox 360 Live Arcade backward compatible version of the games on Xbox One will still find those games in their game library and will be able to reinstall the version, uh, that version of the game. There was an error with this functionality, but we expect it to be remedied very quickly. And in fact, by the time any of you hear this, in fact, I think at the time I've, I'm reading this now, I think it's it was supposed to have, Bethesda said it was like they would fix it within the hour. Quote mm-hmm. Todd so, Howard, not actually Todd Howard. Not actually Todd Howard, but <laughs> so yeah, a couple of just just uh self-inflicted wounds there for Bethesda on what should have been a really nice little little uh stealth surprise release re-release for <laughs> for Doom on on uh, all the platforms, but they got through it, they sorted it out. They got through mm-hmm. it, it's fine now. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to have it on the Switch and I'm happy that As long as I own an Xbox, you know, one now and Scarlet later, that I'll still be able to just have those live arcade versions from the 360 uh, available to me to, to, to jump into anytime I want. All right, my friends, why don't we do the loot box right now? All right, my friends, shall we do the loot box? This is a good one. Hit me. So, uh, let's see, cause what do we got? We've got about 14 minutes before we're getting thrown out for another shoot. Yeah, we can close Should a be early. good time. We start right a little early. Daniel Wood, whose gamer tag is Dan the Man485 from Lincoln, California, says, uh, my loot box question stems from the way marketing for game consoles seems to have changed in recent years. I believe the original Xbox, certainly the 360, and even the Xbox One were all designed and touted as not just a gaming machine, but as a way for Microsoft to own the living room of consumers. Phil Spencer has certainly moved the brand away from that messaging, but all platforms have continued to expand their offering with streaming apps and build out their digital marketplaces. And with smart TVs now standard and other devices like Roku, Fire Stick, Chromecast, Apple TV, There are a lot more options besides game consoles now. But with the advent of game streaming like Stadia and the coming quote-unquote war with Disney Plus and other streaming providers entering the market, it seems like it's becoming a more relevant strategy again. So Daniel's question for us here is, uh, I think it's an interesting one. Has the goal of owning the living room for Microsoft and PlayStation become a pointless one? Or is it still the ultimate achievement
1: to pursue. Thanks for the great podcast. Well, thanks for the great question, Daniel. I think it is a passive benefit to the Xbox One X especially 4K, you know, pure, you know, yes. the, the best 4K console on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh it can st- have all those streaming services on the on the YouTube, console Netflix. In, yeah, Netflix, Hulu. You can you can utilize the 4K service there yeah. as as a separate service. Uh it it actually has the the player for 4K UHD discs. Yep. Watched Planet Earth many times on my Xbox. X, <laughs> And uh, it is great. So I think uh, a passive benefit of owning the console, and this is evaluated by consumers, right? They're like, okay, like I want these things. And Xbox checks a lot of those boxes if they're looking for something beyond just the gaming services. But the best thing that Xbox has done is the Game Pass system. They have created their own version of one of these digital apps that our, our listener is discussing right now yeah. with Game Pass, and uh, Sony's Sony's PlayStation now doesn't cut the mustard right now. They need to figure out a better pricing model or something with that because right now it, it it's not. The last time I used it, it's way too expensive. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't run that
3: great, and uh, Xbox when well, you still can't against, download, yeah. You stream like, them, there's right? not well, so some that I forget what it is. It's I I think PS4, PS two, and PS one, you can download those now. Yeah. But like every PS3 game, which is their big because that's the thing. That's the, what they try to push for is that it's like Game Pass is like hundred and something games. Yep. Playstation now is like a thousand games. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think everything on PlayStation 3, you still have to stream those. Right. But yeah, it's also super expensive.
0: But yeah. but yeah, I kinda, you know, Daniel's right. The The whole own the living room thing was a big, that was like the original sort of goal of the entire Xbox initiative
1: mm-hmm. at and, Microsoft. With, and I think they were a little ahead of their time.
0: Yeah, they they were on their way with the 360 and then they tried to bite off more than they could chew with the Xbox One. And I think that's, and now, but but Daniel's right. Like now with with all these other services and devices that have sort of, permeated everyone's lives and and are all you know everybody owns probably at least one or two of those that the the game consoles and the the game console buying public now i feel like doesn't really want that and they just everything's so uh targeted now so everything's so specialized like you know you cut you use you get you go to uh you know IGN for your game news, and you use, you know, you might use uh, the YouTube app for watching all your videos. My on, bird online. videos. yeah. yeah. I <laughs> mean, and and for your game console, you just want a specialized. You want a gaming box. You don't want a box that's watered down. That does, you know, that's that's designed to do everything. I mean, it's great that Xbox has sort of added those services, but you know, that was that was the whole failure of but big part of the failure of the Xbox one originally was Mm -hmm. it, it tried to be that all in one solution to everyone. And people
3: weren't really interested in that. I I think it's just about marketing. Like they, I I think everyone knows that that stuff is there. And I think they're thinking, okay, we don't have to push that. Netflix is on, on Xbox or PS4 or anything because it's on everyone knows it's there. Mm -hmm. Netflix is on everything. We're going to double down on talking about what games we have coming out. Um, Yeah, because I don't know. It's tough. Like I know that Xbox would prefer that I turn on my Xbox to watch Netflix because then you're in the ecosystem. But it it is really tough. He mentions about like TVs, and it's true. My TV has a remote that has a a Netflix button on the remote. I turn on my TV, and I click
1: Netflix. This is a Samsung television, much like the one I have at home. We have tons of Samsungs here at IGN. Mm -hmm. Uh,
3: I love this TV series, and it has every app that you could think of, basically. And they're on the remote. You don't even have to click, like – like, you know, you boot up a console and then you have to go to the app. I turn my TV on and there's a Netflix button. There is a yep. Hulu and a Prime button and, and a YouTube button. Hulu and a YouTube button. Yeah. yeah. It's you don't even have to go. There is an apps page, but I've only been to it like once on my TV because yeah. I just click Netflix and I'm there. <laughs> Couldn't be yeah. easier. Couldn't yeah. be easier. Couldn't be easier. So yep, I think for sure the
0: you know the, the PS5 and Xbox Scarlet are going to be capable of all that stuff, obviously. But they are going to be... You'll see
3: Disney Plus on there. You'll see everything on
0: there. But they're going to be purpose-built gaming devices, just as the Xbox One X is. Uh, Yeah, we'll see that continue. So great stuff from Daniel. Uh, If you've got a loot box question, send it in. Unlocked at IGN.com for the panel to discuss. All right, Unlocked Block Trivia now.
1: I really like that jingle. Yeah, it's good that's stuff. Like, I was gonna lean over and whisper it. I I'm wouldn't know. Like, I like. that. I'm not wearing headphones. <laughs> that's a uh, that's fan made. I don't have the person's name in front of me, but yeah, that was uh, Mark freaks out when the songs are playing because he doesn't have headphones on. He's like, "Is everything? Are you guys okay?" <laughs> no, I just don't know what to do. I don't I know.
3: I
0: don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> All right, Ian Francis writes in and asks. Uh, glad we were talking about Halo today because Ian asks about about it in the lead up to Halo Five. Microsoft and 343 published an in-universe podcast called Hunt the Truth, which it's was excellent. tremendous, by the way. Excellent. It's better than me. the game, as far as the story goes. <laughs> the narrative uh, was excellent, yeah. Uh, following journalist Benjamin Gerard on his search for the truth behind the origins of the Master Chief and the Spartan 2 program. On one of the episodes, it was revealed that one of the Halo games' cover art is actually an in-universe photograph of the Master Chief during the Human Covenant War, which Halo game's cover art was canonized in the Hunt the Truth podcast? This is an excellent question. I did happen to remember this. Let's see if you guys can as well. Was it Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, or Halo Reach? Which of those games, the, 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 if you can picture the box art, it was, is now sort of officially deemed in Halo canon as a photograph That was actually taken in during Master Chief's adventures.
3: Any idea, Mark? No, I'm going to say Halo 2 because I remember that box art is very like he's in war kind of thing. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Halo 2, but I don't know. All right, Destin. He's not on the cover of Halo Reach, so that one's out. Uh,
1: Halo Combat Evolved looks super. It's just him just standing there. Yeah. It's him yeah. with the ring behind him. I'm like, that's not a photograph. Uh, I don't remember the cover for Halo Three. Well, Halo Three. Is, it's like he's is standing just there, him just like standing Portana there, looking the off cavern. in the distance. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say Halo Two. It's very posy. He is mm-hmm. on Earth, like in the timeline. There. He's dual wielding guns.
0: Yeah. He's just so you know guns. that there's
3: dual wielding in Halo Two. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So
0: both of you are going with Halo Two and both of you are exactly correct. Well done, yeah. gentlemen. Yes, Halo 2. That uh, we all remembered that. I just one.
3: remember that looks like a war-torn photo. So yes. like I, I also
0: you know, posing up with the d- yeah. dual-wielded. How do you do it? us uh, how how do
1: do it on the video.
3: Yeah, you got it like this.
1: Like this.
3: I remember it was a big <laughs> deal because they're like, yeah, there's dual-wielding in this game. We put it on the cover. That's right. So, uh Ian, you couldn't stump us, but a great question nevertheless. Thanks for the and
0: point. If, yeah, if anybody out there has an Xbox trivia question they do want to try and stump the panel with, please send it in. Again, unlocked at IGN.com is the email address. Please include four multiple choice answers and note the correct one in your email. That will wrap it up for unlocked. 404 podcast, not found
3: Drew, palindrome. <laughs> Thank you, Mark.
0: Also a palindrome. Nice. Good notes.
3: episode has got it all,
0: but I know it's, <laughs> it's got everything, but, uh, but you know, entertainment or or usefulness, mm-hmm. it doesn't have those. Uh, this, see, yeah, you, um, you're asking me to do too much with run everything. <laughs> no, it'll be fine. We're, we'll get there. Um, all I, the only big screw up I've made so far is I accidentally touched the Beyond
1: logo nope, for like happen. half a second. Didn't happen.
0: But it, I, hopefully, it didn't even make it to the screen I don't in any way, did. shape, or form. Yeah. So. Un- There's an Easter feature. egg.:
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, go
0: find that QR code. Um, anyway, Mark Medina,, yep. uh, anything you want to promote or point our fans to?: No, that you're I working don't. on. I'm
3: not going to plug anything. But I do want to take just a second. I asked on Twitter yesterday for people to send me a story a short story of how gaming has impacted you in a a positive way. Great. I got a bunch. (laughs) So I'm going to read three quick ones. Okay. Uh, This is uh, Tommy Ayers. It's at Nightwing593. He says, Video games, especially Destiny, has helped me greatly. A few years back, I had a lot of anxiety issues, but the friends I met playing Destiny and the super helpful community helped me get out of a really dark place and made friends that I still keep in touch with to this day. That's great. That's awesome. I, I that like that fantastic. story because I have friends. Uh, there, there was a guy who came to my wedding that I met on World of Warcraft. Nice. That's like, great. He's super cool. Uh This is at Jesse two one uh, Jesse T one two seven. I develop a love for graphic design and Photoshop thanks to NASCAR 1999 okay. and NASCAR 20- that, 2003. That would have probably been when Papyrus was developing it, and it was a super
0: hardcore, like really detailed and awesome simulation game.
3: Yeah, he said he played on PC where yeah. I'd been entire days and weeks designing race car paint schemes. Yeah. Now I'm a self-taught digital artist thanks That's to great. This, where it's even led to a new passion for photography. Oh, I love that. I mean, that's yeah. yeah. That that's that's before Forza was
0: doing their liveries. Mm-hmm. Where you know people do crazy paint jobs and stuff like that yeah. at Forza now. But that's
3: well, I'm assuming yeah, that's you can really zoom cool. in and make oh, yeah. crazy designs. Yeah, it,
0: it would really help to have a uh, a, a a mouse and a keyboard, on right, nice right. nice precise
3: tools on a PC. I like that it was like 1999 and 2003. I don't know if he meant from that era to that era, probably. or if it was yeah, just like those window. two games. Oh, that's and great. Then, uh, last one here is at. Platinum Penguin. Yeah, I know that. that, that, I think that person follows me. (laughs) He said, I don't have a fancy way of saying it, but online gaming has allowed me to keep in touch with my best bro, where we probably wouldn't have an opportunity to talk, because in my experience, I don't really like talking on the phone and stuff. Who does? (laughs) Games have allowed us to keep connected, even though we live in different cities. And that one hit home because we have a friend we met through IGN. He used to come uh, on our live streams all the time. Uh, his name is Potato King. He lives in Eastern oh. Canada, and we talk to each other all the time now because we play I Fallout. Yeah, ever. <laughs> we play Fallout. We play Call of Duty together, and it's like otherwise because now he's like in college and he doesn't get a chance to. And we don't live stream as much, but it's yeah. like I still keep in contact with him at least a few times a week. That's great. We play a lot of games together. Is, that it, is fantastic. Isn't it funny how we react to being called? today right it's like
1: you didn't text me first or are you yep. a monster <laughs> You monster! what are you doing
3: the yeah. only calls i ever get are spam calls oh i just got one while i was they <laughs> yeah i saw it coming yeah. while i'm trying to yeah. read these someone from chowchilla california thought they needed to call me i don't think someone.
0: you know anyone from there i don't super yeah. don't no disrespect to anybody that lives there but uh anyway Destin- so thanks
3: for sending those in yeah, yeah.
0: those are great that's great well, start well i don't tradition.
1: mean to bring up the competition as i do my personal call-outs but if you like birds, check out Instagram.com <laughs> slash DestinRL. I've been working on my bird photography. It's what I do to chill after work. Uh, I'm, I'm near Golden Gate Park, and I love going to the park and taking photos of birds. That, I have found it incredibly I love it. relaxing and, yeah. and
3: really, really fun.
1: And your stuff's getting really good, too. Yeah, it's almost like I'm starting to know what I'm doing with photography.
3: <laughs> It's great. Uh, I
1: love I love that.
0: That's yeah. fantastic. So, so
3: neither me nor Destin created any content this week. We're just talking about other stuff. <laughs> it's great. Uh, if you want to know where
1: all the GTA cards are, i assigned Carter <laughs> to capture them all and did brief narration.
0: <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Um, yeah, unfiltered. Hopefully I'll remember to put it at the end of this episode. But if I don't, please go check it out. Um, yeah, if you like, I mean, most Alan Wake, most Xbox fans not named Alana Pierce like <laughs> Alan Wake still love you, Alana. You're the best. Um, yeah, we had a, a really good conversation with Sam about his career, and yes, Alan Wake two did come up, and it come, and I think you'll like what what Sam has to say about it. So do check that out. Otherwise, yeah, I can't think of anything else going on. So uh, I will not be here next week, but then I will be back forever. I don't plan on going anywhere. <laughs> Anytime soon after that. But I leave you in good hands with uh, with these guys, and hopefully uh, Miranda and Brandon will be back next week as well.
3: Let so, us know on Twitter who you want to host.
0: Don't, yeah, I don't know if we want to open that up. Oh, yeah, a, we a do. Popularity <laughs> Peppers will win.
3: <laughs> the dog will yeah. win. I, yeah.
0: I would watch that. I actually would watch See? that. You're right. I would watch that. You got me. You totally got me. For Mark Medina <laughs> and Destin Legare, I'm Ryan McCaffrey. This was Unlocked episode 404, and we'll see you next week. Welcome, friends, to another episode of IGN Unfiltered, my monthly interview series where I get to sit down with the best, brightest, most interesting minds in the games industry. Uh, Today I'm joined by none other than Sam Lake from Remedy Remedy Entertainment. Sam, I've been chasing you for years. It's been years. At this point, Uh, you have such a fascinating career. I'm so eager to speak with you. In fact, because you're never in San Francisco and I'm never in Finland. So we had to convene here (laughs) in Los Angeles during E3. But... I, it's a miracle you're here at all because I'm told that you're currently cursed. What has been well, going yeah, on with you?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like it, it, it feels appropriate with control being all about these weird things happening, altered world events. Yeah. You can hear, hear it in my voice. <clears throat> so, so I lost my voice a couple of days ago I had a cold and had to be speaking a lot at work doing presentations and it was just completely gone it never has happened to me before and and then my phone broke one day before the trip (laughs) had to scramble to get a new phone Uh, something happened with your car I
0: heard too yeah
2: yeah. (laughs) let's not not even go to that And, and yeah it didn't stop there but it's been ongoing so Looking forward to the next thing to happen. Like, like, <laughs> well, it's all it's all up from here, right? It's uh, you got it all out of the way yeah, at I, once. I, I already said that a couple of times, oh, and then no. something more happened. So, yeah, well, uh, really happy to be here.
0: Thank you for being here, because uh, again, your career, I, I've I've genuinely been a fan of your work for and the team's work since since Max Payne. I mean, it's that game. Uh, which, is, which is near the beginning not quite the beginning we'll talk about the sure, beginning yeah. but uh, it's just I, I don't think you guys have ever made anything less than an excellent game not, it's not that you haven't even made a bad game It's I think they've all been varying degrees of excellent and you just your team has a, a special something that I want to try and get at a little bit here and, and I always like to start with, with my guests at the beginning so I'm, I'm always curious what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid
2: as a kid um <clears throat> Like, depends on how far back you go. <laughs> like, like... But uh, did you, I mean, did you want to be a writer yes, early yeah, on? Yeah, I, 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 I liked uh, making up stories. I, I liked pretend, like, well, yeah. all kids do. But, but maybe, maybe okay. more and <clears throat> maybe, maybe a bit more purposefully putting an effort to it. Like, uh, we, with the games that we were playing, uh, there was a time, I would say around 12, after I found Lord of the Rings and, and fell in love with that and, and went on to chase, like, reading the <coughs> nudic, like, like, Edda poems, like, that were part of the source for Tolkien. Cool. And, and I, I, I definitely wanted to be a, a professor of mythology. That was my life. That's what I'm going to cool. be. <laughs> that didn't last that long, but, but yeah. Well, you're the professor
0: of a certain mythology now in, in, sure. in the gaming yeah. universe, yeah. so it kind of came true eventually.
2: Um, so did you, did you play video games as a kid? Well, computer games, I guess. Right. Like, like uh, Commodore 64 was my first gaming platform yeah. that I had. And yeah, I played a lot uh <clears throat> all kinds of games really like as you as you did but but really fell in love with role playing games and, and and ultima series in particular. You
0: know like, I think I feel like Ultima i I think this is the forty fourth episode of this. Forty fourth time I've, Ultima comes out. <laughs> but I yeah, I think you're not far off. It's it's Ultima and role playing games Seem to be a, a quite the common denominator with with game designers and and game creatives. And so, what what you just I, I take it the was it just the worlds you you were just immersed yeah. in, in the like, world? like
2: it it just felt incredible that that there can be worlds like that as as uh, in, inside a game. Yeah, and, and you would just dive in and immerse yourself. I mean. In some ways, I, I, I kind of feel that the graphics being so simple that that just stimulated your imagination. Yeah. And you were making things up on your own at the same time. Right, filling in the gaps in your yeah, mind, right? right. And, and, and putting an effort to it as well. Like, you know, you had to have a notebook and you were drawing maps and, yeah. and you were kind of engaged in a, in a very real manner. And, and also there, if you look, I, I started with Ultima 2, Okay. That was my first. But already the leap to three, how much more content and how much deeper the world felt and more real. Like it was a huge leap then and then going on to like four and five and six. And yeah. So, so that was a big deal. Uh, yeah, I played a lot. And, and uh, you know, text-based adventure games and, 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 and all of that. That was like in Finland... You know, as a kid growing up, obviously English is not my native language and and but you started learning a lot because there was also a really strong motivation to learn. Sure. all of this content, this wonderful content, is in English. so so you are learning and 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 you know, somewhere in before high school, I just like stumbled in a bookstore in Helsinki. Into the section of uh, of English paperbacks, fantasy books, and that was like, you know, I remember that, that, that there is this moment of almost like this angel choir like <laughs> sound coming, and you know, having been in library and finding Lord of the Rings, there were definitely the classics were translated into Finnish, like like you know, earthsea uh, uh, books and. Things like that, Tarzan, obviously, yeah. uh, John Carter of Mars, these books. Uh, but then suddenly there were kind of rows and rows of paperbacks with, with interesting fantasy covers, and I just picked a thick one and, and started going through that w- with a dictionary. Wow, that's, I, a, that's like, awesome. And, and 20 pages in, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm never going to get to the end, so I put the dictionary away. I'll just fill the gaps with my imagination if I don't understand a word. Yeah, I'll just figure out like. and, and What, what a still, clever way to go about it, actually. I I think that if I would would ever go back to those books, I would now discover that this is not the story. I read. <laughs> but, but but maybe that's know, not the point. In a but, sense, though, right? You, you yeah, but <laughs> you know, English language and especially US, but but UK culture also in a very strong way, like true television. In Finland, we don't dub the shows. There are okay. subtitles. So yeah. you are learning through that. Uh, there were very limited sections of, say, comic books, like, like Marvel superhero comic books translated. But then discovering that you can actually, already back then, you could order them straight from the stage. Yeah. And, and suddenly the selection just widened yes. into a huge thing. and. Reading those and learning the language through that—that's awesome. So, have you? Uh, this is another
0: question I've asked a lot of guests. So going back to Ultima for a second, have you had a chance now in your long career to meet Richard Garriott?
2: I have met him a couple of times. Not really like short conversation. You know, I, I think that the last time was a couple of years ago in Barcelona at Game Lab. Yeah. I mean, we were both there and well, said hi. Sure. It, yeah. Yeah, he's he's great. He's, sure, uh, he's yeah. got some stories, too, if you sit him down. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's been to space. He, he has, <laughs> yes, yeah. But, like, incredible games, like, back then. And I actually, for me, the order was maybe slightly different. I only found tabletop role-playing games slightly after, a mm-hmm. few years after being introduced to D&D, and, and fell in love with that and was playing for years and years and being a game master for... Our group and, and inventing more stories yeah. and writing a lot. And, and that's actually what ultimately led me to Remedy. Right, yeah.
0: Is the story, do I have the story correct, where a, a friend of yours uh, enlisted your help to write on Death Rally? Yeah, uh, and
2: Remedy's a, a, first game. A childhood friend, Petri Arvileto, who was part of our role playing tabletop problem okay. game group. And, and, and he was also into the demo scene, which was really active and big in Finland. Like, he was doing graphics and stuff like that cool. on, on Amiga yeah. uh, back then. And, and he was one of the founding members of Remedy uh, with a few other guys. Basically, everybody coming from the demo scene, mm-hmm. just like doing the demos and then deciding, hey, we could do games. Yeah. And, and they were already quite far into creating Death Rally. The, the first remedy game and, and Petri obviously knew of my writing at the, and, and in all likelihood in his circle of friends I was pretty much the only one kind of <laughs> very seriously pushing it forward and trying to kind of uh, get that done so he came to me you know we need text mostly for the menus to explain what can you buy sure. in the shop and yeah. These like kind of that w- would I be interested? And and at the time I was at the Helsinki University studying the English language and literature, and and I was like, sounds fantastic. Of course I I, I want to come, and and immediately after I was looking at the kind of it was kind of a widescreen type of a setup, so that there was this black bar, you know, on the top and on the on the bottom of the screen, uh-huh. and I was like. You know, it was very strict limit for, like, this many characters in a row and you had three rows to write this. <laughs> and I, I was like, but what about this bottom part here at the bottom of the screen? That must be, like, ten rows. You know, could I, could I write something there, like a story? And everybody was like, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> writing a crazy piece of story for the Death Rally world. And, and and yeah, that was That's the great. Yeah. So did did you end up finishing university then or did, no. no Okay no. and I, yeah. I never felt like like I, I did continue my studies all the way into Max Payne. Right. Uh but but then it was more and more interesting work and less and less I felt reason yeah. to go back and and kind of make it official. So, yeah, never. So, yeah, clearly, no no regrets about that, though, right? Like, clearly, everything has
0: worked out. Yeah, I
2: (laughs) I did end up going back to school. Uh, Like, we were quite far into Max Payne when I saw the opportunity of of, uh, at the Theatre Academy of Finland in Helsinki. Uh, There was this year and a half school for screenwriting. And the and, uh, drama teacher, Pentti Halonen, uh, had just returned from here, actually from Los Angeles. He'd been here for years studying and, and doing script doctor- doctoring mm-hmm. and things like that. He came back to Finland and started to, you know, teach screenwriting. And, and, and already in the kind of setup for that, he was saying that you can choose, you can write in Finnish or you can write in English. And that felt to me like, that's perfect. You needed to send uh, kind of like 75 pages of, of screenplay as a sample for yeah. him. So I just sent Max Payne <laughs> and, and got in and, and, and spent spend like on the side of working for the next uh, couple of years actually studying screenwriting that's for TV and movies, wow. but, but also like, of course, for games. So, so that was great. And, and, and that, uh, it was a very practical school in the sense that it was three semesters and for each semester we would do a full-length movie, screenplay. And, and one of them, a horror movie I, I wrote, I ended up stealing a lot from that from myself into a, uh, Alan Wake. Interesting. You know, yeah. That's
0: really cool. Do did, did they give you, like, a, with, with the success you've had since with, with Remedy, do they give you, like, an honorary degree later, like an honorary doctorate? Or, no. I, know, I don't I know don't, if that I, happens in I, Europe the way it does in the United States. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I don't, I haven't been in touch. <laughs> so, um, what do you remember about Death Rally as, as a game? I love the story that you told about just yeah. making use of the space to write
2: the story. What do you remember of the game itself? Yeah, I uh, I was playing it a lot, like 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 back then, and and I just, I mean, I, I from the writing perspective, I, I already back then, I which which holds true to this day, I have felt always uh, a, a strong need for for writing for a game, or you know, creating the vision for the game, and then doing the story. That I want to find a way to marry the the tone of the gameplay with the tone of the story and and talking about the tone here, like like death rally, you know over the top you know explosions and machine guns <laughs> and so so I just felt like this story and, and the writing needs to be slightly crazy, yeah. like, like unhinged in a way, <laughs> and, 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 and try to kind of get that energy, the feeling of energy into the, into the writing as, as little of what there was at the, at the time. So, so, and, and, and that's been kind of a consistent thing that was very much present in my mind for Max Payne when I started writing Max Payne then. So where you know you mentioned that, that you used the Max
0: Payne script, with this with this uh, this uh, this course that you took. Where did where did the idea for Max Payne come from?
2: From, was it from, your, from was, was well, it, yeah, like like quickly the origin. Like like Remedy was very kind of loose thing in some ways early on. Like like there was the small core team that created Death Rally. Yeah. But from, you know, the different d- demo groups, there were a lot of people circulating around. And there were a lot of kind of prototypey game projects started. And no one was at that point really being paid. Like, like mm-hmm. everyone got paid from Death Rally just from royalties, straight, okay. straight from the royalties. No one got any, you know, actually paid before. Right, salary. <laughs> right, yeah. So, and and... You know everybody was it was passion project, passion project, different people creating these and and then then you know one of these was early on called dark justice and And I wasn't concepting it. Uh, it was kind of this near future drug war kind of dystopian thing. yeah uh, but but then that held some promise and and more people were brought into that project, myself included. And, and I immediately, like, from the narrative perspective, felt like, could we just do present-day world instead of the near future? And, and, and kind of like, I felt like, because I had been, right before, working on a kind of a role-playing game concept that was kind of film noir feel to it. Yeah. And that didn't go anywhere, but then I hopped on this, and I was like, "Let's do the film noir thing here can i can I do it here and 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 let's have a kind of a definite main character, kind of a private eye or detective sure. kind of a character." And 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 that's how it started shaping up that idea that became Max Payne.
0: And, and at some point, you get I think it was uh, GT Interactive published the first Max Payne. Do I remember yeah, that correctly?
2: Yeah, and, and of course, this, you know Scott Miller and George Broussard being the same guys who were 3D Realms. Yeah. And 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 they get, came. Well, Scott came. <laughs> George... Scott was on the show. He told, he told right. his side of the story. Okay, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and he checked out all the different projects that yeah. Remedy had in the making. And he picked this. Like, like this is interesting. We would be interested in partnering into yeah. this with you and finding a publisher. And, and, of course, we were like, yes, okay, this is what we are doing then. And, and it started shaping up. And, and Petri, like the friend that brought me in, he was on a different rally project early on. I think the name was Accelerage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to hang on to that one. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a good
2: one. And 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 but when Dark Justice started moving forward, he came on board as as I think the lead designer, and and he brought in the idea of. Like, he was a big fan. We were all be- fans of, of Hong Kong action movies, like yeah, John Woo stuff. Sure. And he had, early on, this idea that, you know, the, the slow-mo bullet time thing is so cool. Can we somehow find a way to make that part of the game experience? Yes. So that came from him, from me, kind of the film noir. And I do feel like, if you look at the John Woo movies... I think that there is an echo of film noir there like it's very big on melodrama yeah. and and like so so it fit in like those clicked into place and this felt like yes this this works and and for me the film noir like love for that really comes almost from childhood like I I used to love Humphrey Bogart movies <laughs> as a kid growing up and and then later on like I you know 95, 96, when we are starting out, like, like, looking at the movies back then, there was a real, real search of, of kind of a, modern noir, like, yes. usual suspects, Fight Club, Seven, uh, David Lynch's Lost Highway, like, all of those movies are coming out, and, like, I love them, like, with great passion, that this is wonderful. So, so, all of that kind of affected, it, uh, some co- comic books as well uh definitely but but yeah that that's what i felt like <laughs> well i
0: gotta selfishly ask you i um i love all, everything about max Payne, but he he's voiced so perfectly by james mccaffrey no relation so i'm just uh-huh. I'm, I'm curious so where where did you find him
2: <laughs> and and did you audition a million people for the role? We, we did audition quite a few. Uh, I mean, this is already at the point when 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 Rockstar is is becoming involved. So it was the auditions were New York based. Yeah, uh, kind of actors actors there, and and yeah, we we did go through an audition process like like, Jim's voice. It just felt like yes, this is great. Like it, it still took Navid Konsari was our VO director all the way to True Alan Wake, uh, and 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 we were kind of iterating on the style of narration. It wasn't quite there from the beginning. I was writing, you know, test material, and we were practicing and trying it out because that felt like. Such an important part. You and James were trying it out. So. Well, I mean, Navid and James, okay. and I was remote, like, giving feedback. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and writing more material for him to try out. So, so, But it's like, from the beginning, it felt like this is going to work, this is going to be great, and I'll just find the style for it. Well, I'll uh, tell you, I think my, my favorite
0: scene in the original Max Payne is uh, the hallucination sequence <laughs> where, where he compares it to being in some kind of video game. Yeah. So was that,
2: like, was that fun for you to try and kind of break that fourth wall a little bit? I, I love meta. <laughs> I, I, I do love. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get to control because we have that in some ways there. <laughs> like, been having fun with that lately. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that a lot. And, and that that also comes maybe then from university studies, like, like, Moving from you know how how your taste kind of develops along the way. I I do like weird. I have always liked weird, mm-hmm. and and you know going from genre fiction and then like big discovery. Studying literature at the university was postmodern literature for me, and that all you know it's fascinating, especially when you are like studying it in the in the like analyzing because it almost feels like it's a it's a it's a literary genre that's made for analysis it's <laughs> it's almost like you are playing a game like like you are coming up with interpretations and and once again investing into it yes. and and gaining more out of it by investing into it so so playing a game almost with the writer which which like like also has been in my mind when writing for games uh, in 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 some ways but that's kind of where it started. It's, it's, it's all, you know, postmodern and, 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 and playing around with, with kind of like point of view and, and like what's real and what's not real.
0: <laughs> and by the way, don't worry, we're going to get to Control. Yeah, this, we, you got to yeah, take yeah. a walk with me here. Sure. Yeah. Through, we're, we're, we're I'm, I'm happy get, to. You're not here be, for your health. You're here to promote a video game, Control, exactly. yeah, August yeah, 27th to. on yes. PC, PS4 and Xbox One. Let's get that out of the way, but uh, yeah, we're we're still working through some Max Payne stuff because. But,
2: but I think that, <laughs> Well, I mean, it's a logical sto- uh, like journey yeah. through this, and and I do feel I, I've been thinking about a lot about that kind of, when working on Control, it's been it's been, a different kind of a project uh, with 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 many things and approach, and i I've, I've had many kind of flashbacks to working on Max Payne. Uh, on, on working. Yeah, on and control. and I'll tell you, control too. You, I guess all
0: right. We're going to talk about it for a second. <laughs> well, um, three years for you guys. Your uh, your history again. As I, I told you at the top, like I think you guys have, have an incredible track record. But usually, you guys, you know, have have taken taken your time to yeah. get get your games right. But uh, <laughs> a pretty tidy three years between Quantum Break and Control. Is that a is that a uh, a, a technical sort of streamlining of, of the, the, your sort of development infrastructure? Or is that, ha, have you become more efficient in in world building and, and writing as well?
2: Well, I, I think it's all of those things, uh, really. Uh, but it's, 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 it's also like, yes, original Max Payne, five years. But then Max Payne 2, uh, that was 18 months Wow like, like creating that whole thing and and I, I still look back to it in some ways as one of the most pleasurable writing experiences in my career like, like it was a very short time period like I the original screenplay for the first Max Payne was something like 165 pages Wow and and the screenplay for the sequel was six hundred and fifty pages. Wow! <laughs> and 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 the whole project, which means that the writing took less time, was eighteen months. Interesting, and and and, and that was just <laughs> like I know this world, I know these characters, yeah. I I I was fresh out of the screenwriting school. Now I know, you know what the what process. I'm doing. Yeah, and just. Going at it and and let's make it even more film noir and let's have fun with this and and push it further and and so so it's not like you know I mean there are many many stages in a big game project and and it is true that that depending on where you are with your engine and tools, it might be that you are waiting a lot like it's it's not really waiting you are creating you are creating, but sure. you are You end up iterating on the same parts while waiting for the actual thing to mature so that you can create more or less final content. And and only then certain things kind of yeah, lock and, into place, and, and then you can start running. And you guys have been—it's uh, uh,
0: Northlight—is the name of your Shop, in-house technology, yes. right? And and that's been in place for a number of years now. It so has. I guess you
1: guys probably just
0: know it very well at this. Yeah, point.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, with games, it's always going forward. So there, you 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 know, our our tech team, awesome people, brilliant minds, like like. A lot of that thing just like <laughs> not even understanding what the that, what, what, what the challenges are. Obviously there are challenges. Uh, but but yeah, like coming out of Quantum Break, we were make we we had the engine and the tools in a very robust state and and, and a lot of opportunities to hit the ground running. I mean a lot of improvements and a lot of additional components have been created while working on control. But but yeah, that that's one part of it, why it was so much faster. Also, it, it, it was from the perspective that kind of, in some ways, we, we decided to, like, we were doing new things, but we also decided that let's focus on certain areas, maybe more than before, mm-hmm. and, and very kind of purposefully go forward with those which also kind of made, it, made the process faster.
0: So uh, take me back to Max Payne for a minute. Now, uh, I, I, of course, can't let a, an hour-long sit-down with you go by without, of course, bringing up probably your least favorite subject, which is that you are literally the face of Max Payne, of the, of the original Max Payne. Uh, do, do, you, do people ask you to do the face all the time? Is that just like a, a curse
2: on your life at this point? Well, I'm, I'm like... <laughs> I mean a trade show like E3. Yeah. Yes, sure. All I mean it all the hallways. Yeah. It it does happen. I'm 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 happy to uh oblige. Uh I mean th- there was a time coming out of the first Max Payne where I was like <laughs> yeah, no, I, I want to distance myself <laughs> yeah. from this. Yeah. But it's then, you know, the funny thing happens that years roll by and then it's like, well, you know, it's just fun. Yeah, like like. Who'd so have thought
0: you'd still be getting asked to do it all these years sure, later, yeah, right? Like that says something. It's good. an it's an honor. Yes, and
2: and, and it's a wonderful com- compliment. I feel so so yeah. But it happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, the other face of Max Payne would would go on to become uh, Mark Wahlberg in sure. the, the 2008 film. So, um, were you guys, you know, again, given your your screenwriting your background? Were you guys pitching it and trying to get, a, get, you know, strike while the iron's
2: hot and try to get a movie made? Or, or did Hollywood come to you? No, well, like, as I recall, it was Scott's thing, okay. Scott Miller's yes. thing. The game wasn't even out. Uh, he had uh, a friend who was a producer, and, and, and they had been talking about it. And and I hope I'm not mangling up the history, but the, the kind of my recollection is that that there was an opportunity to sell the movie rights, and 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 he really like he's looking at things from PR angle a lot. Sure. And 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 he felt that it would be a great PR move, because you know, I suppose back then. No movie rights for a game that was not out. True, uh, had happened, yeah. and 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 we would get a new speed out of that and, yeah, and, and help. But that happened, and the rights were sold, and then later on, like the game rights were sold for Tech Two and Rockstar. Right. Well, yeah, I'll talk about but, that. But 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 the movie rights had gone their own way, and and you know, like Hollywood works, it was in the making. Then it wasn't in the making, and it disappeared. And after a few years, it it came up again, and some other people were making a movie, and it went like this way. And and we were just kind of in the distance, having nothing to do with it, like hearing these news just as anybody wow. else. That's that's got to be a little frustrating in this in a sense. Well, right? I mean. Early days in all of this, like it felt like, wow! So somebody is interested in the movie, and then it went its own way, and, and we were focusing on creating the game. But you know, we we were not in any way involved in the process of making the movie.
0: It, but when 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 a Mark Wahlberg gets attached, it's you, there's probably some reason for optimism at that point, bro. Oh, because yeah, he's you know yeah. he's, a, he's a big deal at that point in time. And what, what, well, at what point? At what point did you know that the movie was maybe not super great?
2: <laughs> well, like, uh, yeah, I, we did hear things, and and uh, I mean, I I remember that that we were actually part of the kind of premiere in Finland, like like you know, <laughs> yeah, going go and see it <laughs> because of course, like like it's part of it, but yeah, maybe not the best movie, and and. It's kind of a curious thing. I feel that that, especially for something like Max Payne, I'm sure that there would be an angle like if you sit down and start looking at it, what's the heart of this, and what is maybe not like that that to me is an interesting question. We are now kind of exploring the possibility of Alan Wake TV show really and, and yeah, i mean it's it's been in the news for a yeah. while uh, so So the interesting thing to me is like. In a game, what's there because it's a game, and and it's needed for the game. Right. What is the heart of this thing that should be carried over? But then, like, how do we make it in this different medium to stand out on its own as a strong thing? And and that is an interesting question. And and that maybe wasn't that thought process didn't <laughs> go into making the Max Payne movie. And and. So the choices they're made. Because obviously like Max Pain is a game love story for certain kinds of movies ultimately. Yeah. Like, like us being fans of, you know, mobster movies, yeah, and, 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 movies. And, and film noir and all of that, like then doing our passionate, like like young, I would say amateurs at that point, <laughs> you know, take on those things that yes. And, and and that comes out, and and, but then like taking that and making it into a movie, it's it's kind of a closed loop in a way. It, but, is it is it, dep- so, is it depressing to you at all when
0: when the Max Payne comes out and the movie comes out and, and isn't very good and like because you know this
2: is a thing that you worked hard to I'm, create, or, or are you just so detached from it? Yeah, I, w- I was quite detached. I was happy. That there was a movie, yeah, like at that point i I, I think that that already was that was a like victory in and of worth, itself worth' celebrating so so but but definitely i i I've been like when we've been talking about this with our more recent games and and looking into opportunities, that's what I have been saying that it doesn't make sense for us to repeat that, like just sell the rights and let it go right. and and somebody does something uh whatever we do, if we ever do something in that space, we want to be involved uh, creatively. You'll write the screenplay, basically. Well, not necessarily, <laughs> but at least sit down with the creatives and, yeah. and, and, and workshop it and, and have a writing room and, and, and figure it out. Like what it should be and how to make it, you know, some, something that makes the whole... Like broader franchise, stronger and 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 deeper, rather than split it <laughs> apart and
0: confuse. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you had to. You said goodbye to Max Payne after Max Payne Two when uh, we, yeah, but the, we, the, the the rights were sold uh, fully to you know to to Rockstar. Sure, they, they and, took and, it over, and,
2: and that was like I. I think that it happened in the best possible way. Like I. Myself and I think at the time, most of the remedy like we we had worked on on Max Payne at that point for seven years, which is a long time and 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 starting to feel like it would be fun to do something else yeah and 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 the rights were really sold between the games, kind of more or less interesting and and a part of the deal was that we'll create the sequel so so it, it there there was a long Goodbye period. Like, like, I knew starting to write Max Payne two, that that in all likelihood it's gonna be the last Max Payne I'm yeah. gonna write. So so there was plenty of time to kind of go through that emotional journey. <laughs> uh, so so yeah, that worked really well.
0: So you you did you have a say in the in the sale of that?
2: Not that much. Uh, obviously was part of those conversations, uh, but. But not really and it really did make sense at that point. But, but it, it was it was it hard for you
0: though, this thing that you'd built into a great <coughs> thing that you ultimately have very little say in
2: in it But as, as I said, at that point it felt like this will give security yeah. to remedy to create something else. Right. Like and, and, and we'll be in a more secure position than ever, which means that there is a future. And 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 that already felt like a wonderful thing to achieve, and 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 so, yeah, it made sense. So, so Rockstar did
0: uh, make it worth your while. I hope you guys sure. did. <laughs> you yes. came out of it yeah. came out of it well. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of their Max Payne three? I know publicly, at the when it was coming out, you had kind of given a public blessing. But I'm sort of you know just in hindsight, what did you think of their take
2: on it? I mean, as I've said, like like it it definitely was not the Max Payne we would have done or I would have done like there were clear big creative decisions being made uh, that that I would not have seen or done or felt like even even known how to make honestly (laughs) Uh, but I think that they are really good at what they do Dan Hauser is a great writer uh, and and in some ways, I was happy, like like that that it was clearly Rockstar's Max Payne and not remedy wannabe Max Payne, if yeah. you know. Yes, I know. What because you mean. I yeah. think that that would have been harder for me and more uncomfortable and 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 conflicted. So so I was happy. I was, but I what, what I felt that Dan did really really well is to take the style of Max Payne's narration into the experience and, and 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 because Jim then ended up even you know borrowing his face for the for the third round yeah. which at the point when they kind of came up with that I was going like why like because you know <laughs> back then it wasn't like like it it was just natural that there is the character and they look whatever they look yeah. and then there is a VO actor. Right. There's no and performance and, and, and really like At that point, it was like, yeah, actually, James is perfect, (laughs) you know, Uh, but I I thought that the voice kind of carried it over in a nice way and and, and like they, they were kind enough to approach us gave us working progress stuff to review and and we did give feedback i, I did yeah. give rounds of feedback and, and and send it over for iteration especially on the narration stuff and and then afterwards dan reached out and saying that they are doing a prequel comic book for it that that would i like to be part of that yeah. and and we were kind of workshopping and brainstorming together he was like he doesn't really know anything any ideas on Max 's childhood. do I have any ideas <laughs> and I just wrote down or everything that I had in the back of my mind that's cool and it ended up in that story <laughs> so you're it's been seven years you're ready to move on to something else where Where does Alan Wake come from? <laughs> it was a long process like like much longer than than we could have imagined like early on like Technology was, like, going on on its own. Uh, But it was really me and Petri, once again, really at this point, two of us sitting down and starting brainstorming and concepting. We went through a lot of different ideas for games. Like, like, there there was even a fantasy game (laughs) that that had a kind of a humor, comic tone to it. Very big departure, like, like sure. And and we were kind of pushing it until it was actually Petri who said that, you know, I'm I'm not feeling this. <laughs> I'm I'm not feeling good about it. Let's stop this, let's think about something else. And then bit by bit it started to turn into Alan Wake. Like one of the proto versions didn't have a rider yet. Uh, there, there was an idea of a a man who is suffering from insomnia who comes to a sleep clinic to be treated. Yeah. And then somehow his kind of nightmares get lost. But right. that was already a Pacific Northwest small town where the dream clinic was. Interesting. So that was kind yeah, of an early... On your way towards But but, towards but then it's... And I felt that Petru was already like also part of this kind of brainstorming where the idea of, of a rider came out. <laughs> and And... I, I did all the time moving towards it. Want to find like, yes, it's going to be an action game of some kind. Like that's what we do at Remedy. Yeah. But I want an a hero who is not an action hero by profession. Like something other that is, you know, somebody who's yeah. forced into that position. And 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 then when the idea clicked, that hey, rider, and 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 then it just like.
0: How uh, into how, how autobiographical is *Alan Wake* in the sense of yes, I know right. you've posted pictures online of of you have a uh, like a cabin in the woods where you go and, and you oh, write oh, and everything <laughs> has a cabin in the woods
2: so so yeah not not that unique um, I mean it's it's as much autobiographical as anything you write uh, I yeah. write. Like like always, you take the essence of you know yourself. your experiences or individual things or just the way like you know you 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 structure the world or think about things and 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 things that you like yeah. uh, you know and it ends up this soup that that kind of you know right. comes out so an, an but, ocean, not a lake of uh-huh. soup. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, like like. Also, part of like, I, uh, it's it's a wonderful honor and compliment that that there are these certain lines. Like Max Payne had a lot of them that that the fans just kind of like, you know, keep bringing up in social media again and again and again. <laughs> uh, but anyway, like like one part that I suppose comes from the profession of being a writer. I think that in in Alan Wake's storyline and in the structure, there is a lot of Writing process, like it's yes. the like phases of a writing process, like as phases of a story, in a way uh, hidden in there. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's great. Uh, one thing
0: that was sort of people kind of latched onto a bit at the time uh, was the product placement: the, the Energizer <laughs> batteries, the Verizon phones. Was that uh, did did Microsoft uh, bring that into the, into I, the project? Like, like, like how so, does that
2: work? So certainly Microsoft was part of it, but our, our business side uh, as well yeah. at Remedy, seeing the upside. Like obviously there is money. In of the of course, like no, nobody blames like, you for it. Like like for me, that that also goes to like I I always try to approach these things from the perspective of how do we like it's it's challenge. Like if you could, you know, as a creative, pick and choose which. Product placement to place in. I, I think that you could do a wonderful thing, sure, and 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 make it even stronger and more believable. Yeah, it doesn't quite work that way, <laughs> but, but I, I I still feel like the the you know the battery placement and things like that. It's it's close enough. Like like some of those deals finally quick click into place so late. That it's 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 difficult to really kind of integrate that right. deep in there, but it, it was fine. I, no, it I was fine. Good. Yeah, it's yeah. just
0: I think it really just hadn't been done
2: much sure. at that point yeah. in time. And by the way, if,
0: if I I can you're you're hanging so tough. If you need to hit, get that water, no, no, make no, sure right. to, make it's sure fine. to get it. Yeah. Um, you know, and of course Alan Wake has now it's it's I I almost hesitate to use the term cult classic because it in. Im- that almost implies that it that it didn't do you know that well, and it, in in the long run it did. You've said in the long run it did, but you know in, in yep. the moment you know your big uh, second party, your big Microsoft published title on Xbox, is it is it frustrating to get the critical acclaim but just not see the 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 commercial results come in early on with Alan Wake?
2: Yeah, I mean it's. I, I I think that we at Remedy were kind of spoiled in in, in the beginning with with Max Payne being such a huge hit. <laughs> yeah, and 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 even coming to terms with that took years for me. I it, it was hard to even understand, like like you know pouring your heart into it and and making it a game and and it coming out, and it it, it wasn't like this that I even understand. Understood that that this is a big hit. It's because you have no prior experience. Right. So what, what does it even mean? I mean, there were good reviews and from a creative perspective that was wonderful. Um, being very kind of fresh as a creator, I think as a writer. Like, like having that wonderful opportunity of being exposed to a lot of criticism. Like early on, instead of like, you know, writing and writing and writing, not getting anything published, uh, you, you, like, I did get a lot of negative feedback as well on the writing. And, and, but, but, and that was a big lesson to learn. Like, like, you know, you grow a thick height and understand that I don't need to read every review (laughs) or every comment in the forums. And, And, you know, it's like, you know it, it's it's endless it's, yeah right and 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 maybe today like looking at, at social media even more so and even more vicious at, 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 at times like uh, so so a lot of learnings on on on, on many levels but it too like it didn't like now I see it like people still passionately love Max Payne and bring it up and 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 you know so so which is wonderful and and it it people remember it for a, for a long time but but like that it took time to understand so with Alan Wake it was in a in a similar way like it I find it slightly hard to see how well it's doing. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not a business guy. I'm not yeah. a money guy, like yeah. in that sense. So, so yeah, like it's out there. That in itself, from creative perspective, is such a relief. All, sure. Always, like ha, <laughs> we get it. We 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 cut it out there. So so, but I like uh, Alan Wake got huge amount of positive kind of critical. Oh yeah, you know, there's, there's a re- love for reception. It. Yes. And and once again an ongoing thing and and like like so much like and growing and growing. I feel that it's been growing each year. I mean, we all live in our small social media bubble, but I can't do a post in Instagram or Twitter or anywhere without getting replies, Alan (laughs) Wake 2, Alan Wake 2, please, you know, uh, Alan Wake 2 confirmed, you know, whatever it is, like a picture of a, you know, summer cabin. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, you're not getting out of this interview without it either, (laughs) but but I guess the, where I'll take it is, is this, I mean, you know, it, it, by the time that sort of slow burn of a success, I think you and the team had posted that it it really ended up having legs and going on to, you know, in, in you know, Steam sales and just ongoing. It, it ended it's, up
2: doing very, very well by the word of mouth. But yeah, it, it's it, it's every constant, you know, humble bundles and these things. It's always a huge surprise yeah. and more than estimated. So so yeah, it a lot of people who have played Alan Wake after.
0: Yeah, but by the time it had amassed sort of a, a, a volumetric success. The, the window for Alan Wake 2 had closed. You know, you're on to Quantum Break, you've got other things. So just, I guess, if you clarify, like, and just forgive me, forgive me the audience if, if you've said this before, but who, who owns Alan Wake? Is it you or is it Microsoft? We, we own it. You Alan do have Wake, it. Yes. So um, at, at this point, and I, I promise I'll leave you alone on the subject after this, but you know, do you even want to make it at this <clears> point or, or has kind of the moment passed and you know, you've got control and you just want to move on to new things?
2: No, I, I want to make it. Good. I, I, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. Yeah, I mean, it's a, <laughs> it, it's a curious thing. I mean, like I've said, like, at this point, so much time having passed, I, I, I feel that, like, the bar is higher in some ways, and, you know, that, that it's, it's like it needs to be done right if it's ever done. Right. And, and, and everything needs to click into place, which is really hard to make it happen like, like so many things for these big games to you know be greenlit so many things need to be aligned and, and, and you know so but I, I'm hoping that someday and, and it's I, like, like the funny thing is that, that I kind of feel personally that on and off ever since the first game I've been working on the sequel like 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 and and, and this is I, I haven't said this publicly but between each project like like after the first game i and we with a small crew we created a concept for the sequel but it, outside of american nightmare well before actually but but then we realized that this is not going forward and and some of those ideas went into quantum break and some of those ideas went in a kind of reduced more kind of scaled down way went into American Nightmare then coming out of Quantum Break we created a concept for a new concept very different for for Alan Wake 2 yeah And, and we were looking at it we were talking about it with potential partners ultimately we came to the conclusion that it doesn't quite feel like Alan Wake and 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 it, this, this was me and, and, and Miksu, Mikhail Kasurinen, who is the game director and, and director of Control. Yes. We created this together and we decided that we'll just do a new IP. We'll take these ideas and we'll put them into a new IP and, and that became Control. Interesting. So control so, started life as a as a prototype concept. Well, right? not, not 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 quite that much, but there was a separate elements of it. The co- separate uh, kind of concept for a new kind of an Awake 2 that we decided to kind of put on hold. But there were some aspects especially on the kind of the more long-lasting experience and more mission-based and right. more like, open-ended in some ways, and we took those ideas and, and, and like, made them as, as kind of design parameters and just felt like, well, but we'll just create a completely new, you know, world and narrative and, 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 and like, gameplay thing yeah. around it. And, and that became Control. So, as Control winds down, we're recording
0: this in June, uh, games out in August... Will you retreat to the to the woods in the summer, and uh, will you work more on and see what comes out of your brain with regard to, to Alan Wake?
2: I won't. I, I will take a proper long <laughs> summer vacation. Good for you. Uh, like, like it's been as these things often are. Control has been a pretty intense project, and 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 uh, so, and I've been in in a cabin enough writing the story <laughs> of control. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking a proper summer break, and, and then we'll start evaluating what's next. Because you know, you've got uh,
0: an in-house game engine that your team's really familiar with and good at that happens to excel at lighting, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and third-person action. And you've got a new <laughs> generation of, of consoles with a lot more horsepower. That are right around the corner, so I don't know. It seems like maybe the the puzzle pieces
2: will finally come together. I said the bar is high, and 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 like this is <laughs> this is not a way to confirm. <laughs> but but you know, coming back to your question, I do hope it happens. Uh, like I would love it more than anything. I I have a lot of passion for creating it. I I like i i am i find myself often thinking about the story and the characters and yeah. and, and like it has evolved, but in some ways i i, I also feel like you know just the loss of drama being we left the boy guy in the dark place and and you know it's it's not easy to get out yeah from the dark place, so it's it it you know there's a story it, it's it's there. proper that it <laughs> takes a lot of effort. Yes. I, I hope that someday.
0: Yeah. Me too, me too. Um, Quantum Break. So, see, we're moving, we're getting towards control, yeah. we're almost yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Xbox One the Durango at the time, you know, the, it, it seemed like such a, the original vision for that seemed like such a great fit for what you were doing with, uh, with Quantum Break, this TV yeah. meets, meets games. And, and, um, and
2: by the way, just mentioning this, like like the then pitch for Alan Wake 2 that we first approached Microsoft with. Yeah. It had a live action component. Interesting. In Where and, and they liked that part. They would at, at the time yeah. they were saying, you know, we would rather look at the new IP than, than continue with Alan huh. Wake right now. And it was different people like, yes. in, in the negotiations at that point. Right. Uh, so, so they were eager for something else. That bit they liked. So, so I decided to, well, we'll go back home and figure out, <laughs> like, like, take these elements and what they were looking for as, you know, strategical things at the time. And, and I, I had some story concepts made, you know, just kind of jotted down and I went through them and one of them, kind of the working name was quantum that involved time travel, but it also involved a lot of kind of a, a alternate reality parallel reality mm-hmm. thing, which ended up kind of like shrinking away as we worked on it, and time travel became a bigger part but that I took and and used these different like things that they liked in the in the Alan wake so after <laughs> after all the you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of
0: pages uh, of, of screenwriting work that you've done on games and and in school. You you did finally get to make a TV show. Yeah, but you I shot I, it. Go I, ahead. Yeah, I
2: I didn't write the TV show. Part. You didn't. Okay. Yeah. And, and I didn't know our, that. Yeah, like, and and it. Let's just say, like, I mean, it, it a lot of learnings once again along the way. I I and and I wouldn't do it the same way again. Like. Uh, but but happy that we did it nonetheless, but there was a separate writing team, like like Microsoft felt really strongly at the time that that there needs to be l a based writing team with t v background like like uh, you know having a degree of ownership on the show part hmm. which which make made it of course like more work and and, and more trips and more sitting down together and and workshopping and workshopping, trying to make sure that the vision of this part and vision of this part get close enough and like tracking it closer, you know? So so there was kind of like two years of a lot of intense work to get it as close as it ended up being and it started like quite much further apart. And, and and i I do think like well, like these are not easy things and and you know every, really everybody redone. everybody wants to kind of everybody wants the best of the project people just have different points of view yeah. and and you know uh but but and i'm I'm happy how it ended up being uh it was just a lot of work along the way yeah uh, and and yeah. So in, in hindsight, that that everything should have flown through you, narratively. Well, like, it and been... it's easy for me to say and easy for Remedy to say, but maybe there is a just a tiny bit of, of, of metaphor in calling the game control. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to be working well so far.
0: We'll, we'll see. see, we'll see. Like, we'll see when yeah. it comes out. Um, you know, uh after Quantum Break, you parted ways with Microsoft uh, in your, you know, your kind of, I guess, second party relationship, and and that sort of struck me as odd, uh, not from you but from them, in the sense that, you know, they needed then, and and you know they've been taking steps to rectify it now, but boy, they needed some exclusive games at that point, and and you know the the, the decision is made, well, or let's let's go let's go our separate ways. Was, was that your choice or theirs or a mutual thing to...
2: No, and, to and, and you know, well, we, 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 are, we are kind of working with them right now. Like, like I'm not sure if you caught the announcement in the uh, Xbox keynote about uh, uh, Crossfire X. Right, uh, yes. And, and, and we are working with Smilegate creating single-player story, yeah. story-driven campaign into that and and kind of, it's it, it will be coming out through Microsoft. So so yeah. uh, so, so the relationship is ongoing. Good. Uh, and and like I I think that a lot of things through the ten years that we worked together worked wonderfully. And 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 a lot of I mean so so. And and you know it's like. Alan Wake was a convoluted long process uh, because of many reasons. Quantum Break was a convoluted like it's it's complicated to create big games like that. And 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 they have helped us a lot along the way, and 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 good relationships there. Uh, yeah, it's 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 always like what are they looking for at the moment from strategical perspective. Uh, we did go and show our. Updated thinking on Alan Wake Two after Quantum Break. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it didn't feel like it was uh, like instant, you know, sparks flying, and this is a match. And 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 then we kind of decided to uh, wanted to try out like for a while. Let's let's just try to be more uh, in the driving seat on all aspects. Like 505 Games is a great, great partner uh, for that, and and uh, like multi-platform. Just from an indie dev perspective, uh, we hadn't been doing that for years and True. years. Yeah. So so it felt like, wouldn't it be wonderful to try it with this game, like like on on all the different major platforms, like PlayStation and and, and Xbox and and PC or. What uh,
0: so besides uh, maintaining tighter control on control? What uh, what what does control from from where you sit from the kind of the narrative side the creative side? What does control learn from Quantum Break and even for that matter from from Alan Wake and, and Max <clears throat> Payne?
2: Well, I mean, I uh, for me personally, I, I I I can draw on multiple levels, kind of certain threads that I feel fascinating, and I like exploring and and evolving in some ways. I think that one big learning and and kind of like, you know, there there is always that feel that you work on something, you want to iterate and improve, but also in some ways you feel like, well, want to get excited about something fresh and new. And and then it's kind of a pendulum swing (laughs) that, that, well, like, let's try, like, I feel like a big part of the vision, from my part as well, was that for Quantum Break, let's create like Hollywood blockbuster ex- experience. Like, you know, it's sci-fi. Yes, time travel is always difficult, but okay. in some ways, let's try to make it like a kind of a mainstream sci-fi yeah. you know, fun experience. <laughs> this then, like getting into control, Especially for, with 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 Mikhail, we share a lot of kind of similar tastes. Both like weird things. We just decided that this time around, let's not hold any stops. Let's go. Let's not second guess. Like, will the gamers get this? Let's just like go with our passion. Let's make it as weird <laughs> as we feel excited about. And and we kept pushing. Like, it can be weirder. Like 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 yeah this is an exciting idea and and just like try to channel that passion and excitement into this project as much as possible and that to me like in some ways kind of mentally took me back to the first Max Payne we didn't back then we didn't know any better right, that, that right. was the only way to yeah. do it obviously through years you start to say, see you know gain more perspective and you know analyze it more and but here we tried to kind of push that slightly to the side and just like let's go where our passion and takes.
0: That's, and that's the way to do it, right? Sure. You don't, don't yeah. want to like focus test something to yeah. death and, and make sure it appeals to like just you got you got to make something for yourself. And if you love it, then other people are gonna. Yeah, love like it, right? like,
2: and that's where the kind of the genre like for the narrative like new weird like like you know say Jeff wandermeers annihilation that that came out as a movie as well but but the book especially and 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 a lot of that stuff for me and 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 at the same time like like mikhail is a, is a great fan of of dark souls say so so we just felt that like it can be more challenging it can be weirder it can be <laughs> you know hopefully in a positive way like for the player to put more effort into it, both to actually manage to <laughs> play it through, but also from the narrative perspective for me, I mean yeah. I felt that this can be fragmented this can be open for interpretation this can be hallucinatory and, and dreamlike and, and you know, you need to pick up the pieces and piece them together and maybe you didn't even find all the pieces and, and somebody else found the pieces and then people can go online and, you know, start coming up with theories and I, I think it's about this and, and yeah. that, that feels like something that I get huge kicks about in in all mediums of entertainment, like, like postmodern writing right. or, or Today is modern, like like TV shows. If you can even call them TV shows anymore, <laughs> but but like ambitious, challenging stuff like Legion, the show, kind of Noah Wiley and and uh, you know Mr. Robot and and you know uh, new Twin Peaks, of course, <laughs> like like. I, I I love the new Twin Peaks with with so much passion. Did I, you
0: play Inside a few years ago? Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's exactly I, the kind of where you just you you. It's so open yeah, to your like, interpretation. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like what's going bit on bit by bit. Like, <laughs> um, it, it's funny. My next question almost ties directly into what you just said. Uh, that's you know of get of just focusing on what excites you and doubling down on on your. Uh, what you're enthusiastic about cuz control for me I've played it a couple different occasions now and and it I feel like it's a, it's a almost it almost feels like a throwback game <laughs> to yep. and I mean this in a good and really good yeah, way yep, like yep. you know it's not a, it's it, it it just it almost feels like a game that that uh, could have come out in the early 2000s like just a a really focused action adventure game with cool powers and physics and and things to do without a lot of other you know like microtransaction hooks sure. or all this yeah. stuff. it's it feels like a very focused game to me
2: yeah and that that was kind of a big kind of st- starting mission statement fr- from us that that let's make it like and and part of the reason why we are close to the finish line now uh that that kind of to to get it done but yeah like it's it is also a drawback, I guess, in the sense that that, you know, it is things that, that me and Mikhail feel that we love and, and, and kind of like drawing stuff from that which kind of tends to go back a bit, like yeah. things that you, you 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 that you know somehow have left a mark. Really, really new things really kind of they, they need time to seep in true yes <laughs> and 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 so i i think that there is that part of it like from the story perspective for me we made, we made a very strict decision early on that that we will we will yes use cutscenes, but way less than before uh, also like coming out from quantum break i i definitely felt that live action is a keeper i want to do live action as part of these experiences but let's find a completely new way of doing live action. I mean, we have old stuff, you know, in there. So you will be finding televisions with, with live action content yeah. with, that we've been doing and, and that are quite actually critical for the overall narrative. Hmm. But on, on on top of that, we are experimenting on, and that goes to hallucinatory things like you've seen material. So for example, the previous director the dead director Trench keeps appearing in a a weird way to Jesse as you play and and that's live action material blended on many layers on on top of the actual game footage and and that's just one example of like, like finding new ways of bringing live action as like maybe more integrated into the overall, and, and the fun part of it, it's a storytelling tool where you don't need to take controls away from the player. You keep playing, and these visions are appearing to you, and you are yeah. gaining more kind of narrating information while you
0: play. Is there gonna be a, uh, a new Poets of the F- Fall song on, on a radio somewhere in, uh, in the oldest house? <laughs> <laughs> Looking. <laughs> It's like a okay. tradition at this point. Well, yeah. I mean,
2: we 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 missed a beat with with Quantum Break, unfortunately. Like like we wanted to do that, but then there were complications on 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 legal side, and and it, it happens. It, yeah, and so so that was a bummer. But but like the band is good friends of mine, and and I do personally like let's leave it to this. I I feel. <laughs> that it's 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 a fun interesting part of a remedy game experience so so you know like like trying always to to look for opportunities for something like that last question for you i'm gonna
0: let you get out of here what are you doing for your 50th birthday coming up
2: it's it's coming up yeah (laughs) next march yeah yeah like like wouldn't it be great like if if somewhere close there we would have you know an interesting announcement that would be great <laughs> I don't like, <laughs> there like. is nothing planned it's kind of a scary thing it's I, I'm trying to come to terms with that like it yeah you got
0: a few more months sure <laughs> I, am, <laughs> I, out. Well, I'm just, I guess I'm sorry it's what a horrible way to end,
2: end an interview yeah, is no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah like like uh, and, and it's it's also close to the point not quite like next year, but, but uh, like uh, I, I I I'm I'm close to twenty five year mark on on wow as a w- working at Remedy yeah so I think it's twenty three something now that's fantastic yeah it, it, it's been a ride and, and the thing about making games what, what's great about it uh, even in the same company like like remedy has been evolving through the years and 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 games are evolving like like it's it's so interesting that every new game is also like venturing into the unknown like like in the sense that new technology new opportunities right. also like like we don't know how much this is going to take and and what <laughs> this is going to cost and and you know it's always like doing something In at least parts of it are something that no one has done before. So it's prototyping that keeps it fresh, that keeps it interesting and exciting always. Onward and upward. Sam Lake, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. A real pleasure. Likewise. Sam Lake, uh, Control is the game out August 27th on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, For more episodes of IGN Unfiltered, I do this every single month. Check back on IGN YouTube or your favorite podcast service, for, yeah, I think 43 other episodes of this. If you, or Almost and, 50. Or almost 50. I'm getting there, too. Uh, yeah. I'm getting there, too. Sam, like, thank you so much. Uh thank Keep you. it locked right here to IGN.
1: Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two
2: women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it.